0: Welcome back to episode three of the Not So Fit Called podcast with your hosts.
1: At least Davis fit.
0: He's Robbie Blinder I didn't there, even say my right.
1: name right. At least it underscore fit.
0: And my coach <laughs> Ben. I can't believe it's the first episode already of our weekly waffles. But what you have just been introduced to there was some quotes that have been in the media recently by both Daniel... No, it Danny Levy? Danny,
1: Levi, Levi Levi.
0: And both Bill Mayer, I think it is, who runs mm-hmm. quite a big show in America. So whether you are a fan of, I think it's this morning, ITV. Good morning,
1: Britain. It's Good morning,
0: Britain. Um, she has been on there recently, spouting her mouth off about um, fat shaming and her view on like morbidly obese, promoting plus size, dangers of obesity and that kind of thing. So I think there's been a lot of mixed messages that have come from this recent splurge from both Hare and Bill Mayer I think is how you pronounce it
1: yeah he's American isn't he yeah
0: and it's it's all come from this concept which was quite big a few years ago on fat shaming people and it, it seems to have come from a little bit of a comeback and just by looking at some of the stats that came from ITV this morning that I think the viewers on there were quite split in terms of being 50-50 by yes it's a good thing and and know it's negative. So we're just pretty much on this podcast today going to run over our views on what we think of fat shaming and both the quotes and comments that have come out recently.
1: Yeah, so it's obviously quite a... Well, I said to Ben, it's quite a difficult topic to talk about in general because there's so many opposing views. It's always in the media. It's always these things that's, like, up and coming and someone says something, they lash out. So Danny was on Good Morning Britain and she said some things... I can't remember exactly what she was saying She said
0: the more we fat shame the more we stop people from overeating which just to start and kick us off with my opinion is absolute bullshit Yeah because from fat shaming people it, it's not going to deter people from doing certain things or, or telling people the wrong from doing, doing certain things or eating too much It's it's just another form of bullying with a blanket name of fat shaming you are bullying someone if you are just criticising them and, and being overcritical of their the shape and their weight, that is for me. It's exactly the same why the, the recent campaign from, was it Cancer Research, yeah. didn't work in terms of trying to shame on people with obesity,
1: Yeah, it just doesn't work. It's like, if you were just saying, going around saying, oh, you're so ugly, or you're fat, or you're too skinny, you wouldn't say that to people. So why would you do it in terms of fat shaming someone? Like, it's always one of those things. You have no... Idea what someone is going through personally. And I, I relate this back to mental health. You could look at someone like, I've really suffered with anxiety and a lot of people look at me and be like, oh, like she's so positive, she's so happy. And it's like, you don't actually know what's going through someone's head. You don't know why that person is overweight. You don't know if they've just started their fitness journey. You have no idea what's going on behind closed doors, which is my big issue. Well, you're,
0: you're really simplifying a very complex debate. Like, just saying to someone... Stop overeating or stop putting your hand from the biscuits into your mouth and basing their their body shape on that concept is just a whole level of bullshit in its own self. Because I've been there before, but I've been overeating, but I look perfectly in shape. Mm-hmm. I look like I'm lean. I look like a healthy guy. But relating back to last week's episode on binge eating, I had unhealthy eating habits. So just picking fat people out as having unhealthy eating habits. Is what's the word I'm looking for? It's not like it's just not politically correct, and no, I think at, at, the, at, at the same time, like, I don't agree with people who are promoting being morbidly obese. I don't agree with the whole thing that we went through like last year in terms of promoting obese models, such as what was that woman's name? It was
1: Tess Holiday, who and was
0: Angelina. She was on um, Miley Cyrus music yeah, video she was. and the promoting being huge you know, she had a bit of a debate with, with Piers Morgan about it when she was on ITV this morning
1: yeah like this is the one massive thing that I do have an issue with so it's not necessarily that you're glamorising obesity obviously that is a terrible thing to do because it is it's an illness isn't it if you're if you're overweight obviously you have an increased risk of like cardiac um, arrest diabetes and things like that as well but you would never see Cosmopolitan or whoever it is putting an anorexic person on the front of a magazine, which really gets to me because there's two ends of the spectrum. Why would you put a morbidly obese person on the front? And it's not necessarily glamorising it, but you're just putting someone on the front cover. And I wouldn't imagine in in a million years that they'd put an anorexic person on the front because there would be an absolute outrage. It would just... It would just absolutely go off, wouldn't it?
0: Well we did go for this culture like a couple of years ago where they dad the skinny models on, on mm-hmm. covers and everything did go off. But like it's all this woman, she's 380 pounds, she's 27.1 stone. She was five foot four and she was like forty-six year old and she had a BMI. Although I don't agree with BMI as a accurate way of measuring someone's health and their weight, because it's not a true reflection of composition. She was 64.6 on the BMI scale, which anything over 34, by the way, just as a point of reference, is morbidly obese. To be be promoting someone, that that is a good way to live your life or a healthy way to be. I don't give a shit how happy she is. It's not healthy to promote that as being acceptable to to other people. And that's just one thing that I don't agree with. As I don't agree with the the whole skinny side of things or even skinny shaming people is, is the right way about it either.
1: And one of the most positive things that we've noticed with being in the fitness industry is this whole change. And I'm like amongst the change as well, which is on a woman's side and my point of view is empowering women to feel like they can be stronger, to feel like they can be a bit bigger, to feel like they can have muscle and they can work it and they love it. And obviously that's really different to that whole thigh gap period and being super skinny, like the period that I went through. So there is a massive transition within the fitness industry, but it's also that extent where it's like, why like, would you want to promote something that's extremely unhealthy? And from this interview... Um, both of these women said they wouldn't ever want to change, which is a bit like why like, where's where's the why don't you want to change? Why wouldn't you want to be but healthier?
0: It does for some people, obviously there's a minority of people where it does come down to genetics in terms yeah, of like you sure. can have thyroid problems, um they can have issue with, with issues with hormones anything like that it can that. Be that time of the month whatever, yeah. it, whatever it is and it's the same thing it comes back to bullying at the end of the day it's another way of bullying It's if I was to walk up to someone in the, in the street and go well should we just start saying and telling people you're stupid because you've got a low IQ and I think you're thick as pig shit it's, it's still bullying someone it's just it's been given a different label
1: yeah
0: if that makes sense so I think for most people, you don't need criticism from other people. Like for most people, to initiate change, it usually comes from seeing something. They have to see it themselves. It's like when you see a photo of yourself and you've been holding like, oh, I actually look like a fat pig there. I've been have been a bit too heavy on the, the old macadese and mm-hmm. and wagon wheels. Like yeah, it's just how it is. You can can self reflect on that. Maybe it comes from somewhere else. You automatically automatically go on the defensive.
1: Yeah, and what you were saying to me before, and this is kind of something that I really, really struggled with. Like, I'd always be, like, quite self-critical when I was going through my period of being a very anxious person. Every single day I'd look in the mirror, and I was nasty to myself, rather than pointing out, like, my positives and, like, what what I liked about myself. So, negative reinforcement doesn't always work, does it? And this is something no. that Ben is obviously massive on because he did do psychology psychology, psychology psychology, at uni. Now, positive reinforcement, on the other hand, does work because it does make you feel better. You're not fat-shaming someone. You're not saying you're stupid. Like, you're giving them some positive feedback like they might have hit 10,000 steps a day and it's like well done you absolutely smashed it good job and they're gonna be like yeah I did really well today and then they're going to do that tomorrow and it's a far better way to approach someone yeah and
0: again everyone takes feedback in different ways so you can't tarnish everyone with the same brush like I know for example someone said someone said to me in the office oh Ben you look at that fat shit today I'd be like oh, whatever mate fuck off whereas you'd probably I take probably it a little cry. bit differently. Yeah. so it's exactly the same, and I think the thing that you've got to remember is that when you are shaming people in any way or fat shaming people, whatever you want to call it, it's not going to lead to someone going. Do you know what? Today I'm going to put on my running shoes. And I'm going to go and do 5k. It's going to lead to even more shame and going into themselves, and then depression, and then going back into binging, eating more emotional to eating. satisfy that emotionally. And exactly, so it it doesn't get anywhere because the complexity of obesity is a lot bigger than just labeling someone as fat and hoping that they will change. There's a, there's a lot more to it. And that's why we're, we're still in a job now. And that's why we're trying to... Have, imagine if I just went to all my clients, do you know what, this week, Karen, you just look fat as anything on your pictures. You look like a big fat shit. Is she going to turn around go and go, out of oh, Ben, do you know what, next week, I can't wait to get back into Monday and go to the gym. Literally. Like, you want to... We, that's the whole reason why we've got the school, and why we've got 17,000 members, by the way, is uh, <coughs> uh, because... <laughs> We're trying to make people and create an environment and a family of people who can fit in and feel comfortable doing exercise and have the support of other people who are on the same journey. By fat shaming people, I just think you're excluding people. You're not bringing people into the industry. You're saying you're not good enough to be here. You shouldn't be here. when. That's the last thing that should happen. The exact place that they should be is in the gym and within that fitness community and bettering themselves.
1: Yeah. On that note as well, one thing which is a great campaign which me and Ben spoke about. And we absolutely loved it when it came out. There's a lot of controversy about it in general, but it was the night campaign with the woman who was the mannequin, and she was I'm not sure what size, maybe a sixteen, eighteen, but she was. I don't know, an oversized model that yeah. they'd use and she was in night clothing. And they
0: got a lot of shit for that. By they way got so think. much
1: shit for it because they're saying, why are you promoting like fat people and obesity? But then if you take a step back and actually think, oh wait, somebody who is overweight or is obese wants to start their fitness journey. What the hell do they wear? And it's like, why would you like not include every single person to feel good in gym kits so they can go to the gym so they can do what they want to do so that's why we thought it was an amazing campaign because they were getting behind everyone it was very inclusive rather than just yeah. being like okay so our clothing all stops at a size 10 10, 10 to 12 and nobody else can fit and in it, so nobody fit, else can go yeah. to the gym
0: you got to fit into that before you can come to the gym which is completely against the, the whole point of fitness of health and fitness and just coming back to that point that Lucy was talking about before in terms of The way that we change people's behaviours and the way that we help people who have a weight problem or who want to get fitter or healthier, want to lose weight, lose the tummy power, lose the bingo wings, whatever the end goal is. That doesn't come from being critical of people or giving people negative feedback and laying into people such as fat shaming. We know that punishment doesn't work by the state of or re-offending rate in the UK and the amount of people that we have in prisons just as an example from a different field or a different subject punishment prisons whatever it is as a kid when you got smacked by your dad you didn't stop being a little shit you just learnt ways to still be a little shit and get around it and not get smacked same thing with, with with prisons people just learn to commit crime but not get caught that mm-hmm. that that's all that happens with negativity or punishment. The only way that you really get round changing people's habits and behaviours when it comes to anything in life and particularly when it comes to diet and eating is through conditioning people's behaviour. And there's different types of conditioning that we can go into and I'm gonna go a bit into the, the geeky side of things Has from a minute. Just in case you forgot. <laughs> and also food like genius And there's three different, well, there's three different <laughs> ways of doing that. And one of them if we look back is called class classical conditioning. So this was, just to give you a brief story, because I don't want to delve into... Is this Pavlov's dog? Pavlov's dog. Yes! So everyone, psychology, everyone story. Lucy Davis. And this was when they had um, like a stimulus and a response to um, when Pavlov used to blow the whistle. Uh, the dogs would then come and get the food, smell the food, and they'd salivate, to a point where, in the end, he blew the whistle, the dogs would salivate without even the food being there, because mm. they learnt um, a response to a stimulus. And then the other one is operant conditioning, where... That was do you remember Skinner's Rat?
1: Skinner's Rat, I remember doing it, but yeah. I can't remember anything about the study. So
0: Skinner's rat was trying to get the rat to eat something. Okay. So it's a bit opposite a bit opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. But he was trying to get the rat to eat something by like dropping it down from like a little a buzzer. And when he did that, it would be reward it, for hitting the buzzer, it would be rewarded with food. So
1: So it's positive reinforcement. So positive
0: reinforcement, which is what these types of classical conditioning come down to it's positive reinforcement. If you can positively reinforce good behaviours such as good eating habits, good eating patterns, exercising, which is why you shouldn't punish yourself if you have a bit of a binge by the way, is you will learn those behaviours and even without getting that positive reinforcement or that reward in the end, you will start, to, they will just become habitual. Yeah. Uh, and that's a bit, Skinner didn't s- start saying to the rat, "Right, you fat little shit, like, <laughs> press the button and I'll give you food. Like, yeah. it didn't work like that because, it needed that positive reinforcement at the end because it is so powerful in, reg- in regard. And it's the same with kids. You, g- you give a kid a sweet because he's done something well. Good, good lad, put a sticker on your chest. Yeah. Done well today The dentist, I used yeah. to
1: love getting a sticker. you got a
0: lollipop or whatever. The yeah. dentist, which is kind of a bit against...
1: Bit, bit ironic, isn't yeah. it? I get, have a sweet at the dentist. And then there's, but- another,
0: there's another one, which is more so to do with parenting your children in terms of eating well. And that's through social learning. And that's just where you will learn through observation of others. So it's the kind of thing you're always like the four or five people you surround yourself with. It's the kind of thing of having role models. Depending on who your role models are, it's, it's going to have a bit of a, a learned behaviour. Yeah, makes sense. and
1: obviously what you were saying there about the parents thing, everybody has had different upbringings. And was it James Corden? Is that his name? James
0: Corden, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he had a big debate, didn't he, with Bill Bill Mayer?
1: when we listened to him, he was saying, you could look at a fat person and just say, lose weight, like, do this, do that. But he was basically saying, he has been overweight his whole entire life, and he said he thinks he will continue to be overweight for the rest of his life, and it is something that he has always struggle with which is completely understandable and you can't just look at a person and be very prejudiced and prejudge them just say just lose weight like that like and just be like negative and horrible about it obviously brings us back to the whole topic of the podcast which was the fat shaming and obviously as coaches we did want to end on the point of actual tips that we can give you or anyone who is looking to lose weight always wanting to reduce their body fat percentage so the first
0: well i think sorry just before you go to steps <laughs> is that that um angelina the one who's the plus size model came at the end of her interview so she was talking about 95 percent of diets failing oh gosh, yeah. and this is the problem and this is why we are so passionate about what we do is because the reason why most people fail with diets is because they got the wrong one everyone will have a strategy there that they'll fall in love with and be able to stick to which will be sustainable which will be maintainable in the long run is the fact that most people just won't keep, stay consistent with one route they go off and do keto they go off and try vegan they go plus. off just juice plus they're no, trying all these different off. things and they're not keeping consistent with anything because it's just a fad Yeah. so you need to be more consistent to something stick to something it's exactly the same if you want to win with anything if you want to win a football match you score more goals yeah. that, is, that is the underlying issue if you want to lose weight you need a calorie deficit and a calorie deficit is the only way that you are going to lose weight so back to that point it doesn't matter whether you score a goal by a header a volley a free kick a penalty it's what's going to win you the game it's exactly the same with calorie deficit that's the only way that you win there's just different methods of achieving that calorie deficit so whether that is keto whether that is having if it fits your macros, whether that is a set regime where you're having chicken and broccoli every day, different people work of different ways, and will have different triggers. So there's not going to be a one size that fits all, and that's why.
1: I think that's why she said though, like ninety percent don't work, and it's, it's it's kind of like you can't just say ninety percent of diets don't work, and it's like you haven't obviously found the one that is sustainable for you. For, for a long, a long period of time, she's just been probably tried X, Y, and Z. I don't know where she
0: plugged that statistic from. I by don't, the way. Yeah, I don't think that's statistic even. I think she's even. just <laughs> said that to justify that she's failed every diet that she's ever been on.
1: Yeah, which again is obviously not the best thing to do. But as Ben said, and the first point was the calorie deficit, which is eating fewer calories than you're burning on a day-to-day basis. There is a calorie calculator, a free calorie calculator on the My Coach School. The exact reason we do have it for free is because we want everybody to have access to it. We want everybody to be able to calculate their calorie whether it is for weight loss, fat loss or it could be for muscle building whatever it is, that is there for you on the My
0: Coach that's, School. that's why we always promote lifestyle balance because it's not about people. people you've got to realise that the journey is going to be difficult no matter what diet you take a diet is going to be difficult especially at first to adjust to mm-hmm. so whether you never get there in the end you've got to enjoy the process of never getting there understand it is going to be a little bit lengthy it's not going to happen overnight and I think that's why we promote this lifestyle balance and why our ethos is, is about having pick-a-mix and, and, and living a little. And a lot of people tend to ask us questions like, oh, how do you include pick-a-mix and mix in diet and yeah. still be in shape? You don't have to count everything. On a Saturday night, if you're sitting down in front of Netflix and having a couple of white mice and a couple of chewy straws, <laughs> you don't have to bang it in my fitness pal Get a grip. Like, by having balance and by giving yourself maybe even a little bit of reward at the end of the week, I'm not talking hashtag cheat meals here. Again, that's, a, that's, that's like... kind of like
1: a positive reinforcement, isn't it? It's a
0: classical condition because you're giving yourself a reward for being structured for the week, and yet you're helping learn good, positive behaviours.
1: Yeah, and then just a few more on the fat loss tips before we love you and leave you, obviously the saddest part of our day, is resistance training, obviously, which is weight training, two to three times a week is absolutely fantastic. If you do want to build muscle and create shape, and it's also a better calorie burner... (coughs) than cardio i repeat it is a better calorie burner than doing cardio now i know resistance training can be quite scary maybe if you are a beginner maybe if you are a woman we have the whole stereotype and the stigma of don't go in the weight section it's the man section all this the exact reason why we have the my coach school is there to support you it is there to it's kind of like training with us but we're just on a little screen in front of your face as well so obviously the resistance training is huge and then something that we're massive on is Steps.
0: Well like, actually, that's what I was gonna come on to now because coupled with that, like I've had people say to me before, oh, Ben, I can't I can't get in the gym or I can't afford to go to the gym. Okay. Well I, I can't. and also I can't I can't squat or I can't do a press up. Okay. Well can you walk? Yeah, well start with that then. Yeah. Start with walking. Mm-hmm. It's it's everyone can do it. It's just that people find excuses or people think that they need to do something that's most optimal.
1: Yeah, for fat loss
0: walking is the, is the best place to start and where most people should probably start most people don't even need to go to the gym at first especially if, if you're a beginner simply hitting a step county today is probably going to be far more productive for you than trying to get in and, and nail yourself through a, a, a progressive overload so, although we do yeah. push people to do that and it's a, it's a scaling process Getting in the first, your steps is, is the easiest way to lose weight.
1: Yeah, and if just on a side note, if you do have a 9-5 job, if you do night shifts, if you're like a super busy person, we're super busy people and we still hit 14k steps a day. Boom. And it's something that, a little high five. It is just something that you have to be a bit more proactive with. So get up 30 minutes earlier, go for a 30-minute walk. In the morning, and then go for a walk on your lunch break. Stand up a little bit at work, move around your chair a little bit. Whatever you want to do, even on the phone to someone, walk around. Whatever it is, after work, you know, another thirty minutes. You know, at least hit ten k steps a day. It's it's just putting those things at the forefront of your mind.
0: Saying that, I'm just about to go for a walk any minute after this podcast,
1: I'll probably probably
0: listen to this back. But um, I hope you have enjoyed episode three, I and mean, you found it both. Entertaining and
1: insightful,
0: indeed. Uh, and this is something that I've been talking about this week on my daily email. So yeah. you can sign up to mine or Lucy's daily email lists. It's always on our swipe ups, pretty much most days, yeah, isn't it? And um, if you're not on it, feel free to DM us, and I'll I'll even send you it. Um, and I think. Next week's episode, we will have a guest. I'm not going to mention who. No, but but we will it's have really our first exciting. guest, and we will be having a couple more guests. The other thing that we are massively grateful for, by the way, is everyone who is tagging us in story, everyone who's been tuning into the podcast and, and loving the first two episodes. So please con- continue to do so because we love seeing the support out there for it.
1: yeah and don't forget to comment can you comment below in a podcast i think i said that in the first three episodes and can, not even you checked. can review the podcast review the podcast and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the not so fit couple podcast episodes but on that note we will love you and leave you bye Ta-ta.